Hey, Sydney mates, we've got a live little dum-dum club coming for you November the 30th on a Sunday. Um, it's going to be super great. We've been doing these over the country a little bit recently and it's been so fun to meet people. So tickets are on sale now, littledumdumclub.com. Come out, support the podcast and say good day, and we'll see you there. Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tommy Daslo. Sitting opposite me, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. What do you got for us up the top? Um, hey, Start so strong. All right, Just bang. get in there, mate. A Just game. fucking go for it. Heading up. The podcast with this sweet tale. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are recording this just before we leave to go to Perth to do our live podcast in Perth. Correct. Um, and we've got a lot of people booked in. We've got some, uh, you know, a lot of lot of interest. We've got a lot of listeners in Perth. There is a lot of interest, isn't there? They seem like good people. <laughs> seem like good people over yep. there. Until I got this text message with my number being out there mm-hmm. all over the internet. Um, from a person I don't know. Uh, can I have a free ticket to your Perth show? <laughs> And I'm sure they got a polite, courteous response. <laughs> You'd think so. <laughs> I, I haven't actually replied because I was too mad at the time. So I was like, oh, I don't, know, I don't want to reply when I'm this mad uh, mm. in case they end up buying a ticket. But then they said, we'll reward with Nando's. Oh. So it's proof that they know about the show, but they're just shit people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like, because you could just like squeeze the cost of the ticket amount of money of worth of Nando's out of them. Yeah. And then it's just like, well, why don't you just buy a ticket and don't get me Nando's? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you um, – well, I'll, yeah, I'll be interested to see if this person turns up. Because I haven't replied. So we'll do a shout-out at the Perth show and see if this – By the time this is out, we will have met this person yeah. as well because we're yeah. recording this well in advance. But we all, a little bit of sizzle for next week. Um, should we talk about this that uh, we have been given a tour? We've been promised a tour of a McDonald's when we're in Perth. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, parents of Joel Creasy – who, friend of the show. A friend of the show who owned McDonald's are going to give us a tour and we just heard they're going to teach us how to make a burger back there. <laughs> so we're going to get a little training set. I think this means we work at McDonald's now. <laughs> I think they've employed us. I think we have to live in Perth now. I've got more job prospects over there than I do back here. <laughs> Let's get rid of the podcast. <laughs> well, joining us on the show today, first of all, from Stand Up at Belly Union and, more importantly, Xavier's Corner. It's Greg No. Xavier Michaelides. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's great to be back. It's yeah. the great return. We've got we've been handed a USB stick yep. that has Xavier's corner on it, ready mm-hmm. to go, pre-recorded. Armaguard <laughs> has has brought it in. <laughs> They've backed the truck up. They've given us the, the sweet produce. Uh, <laughs> sweet produce. <laughs> and also joining us. Arguably the sweetest produce of Australian oh. comedy. The sweetest combo of <laughs> Australian and comedy. From down your feet, it's Greg Fleet. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. What, because the show has been on, your show, Down Your Feet, has been on the television. It's been on the television, very well hidden, but it yeah. was on the television. But I feel like that's kind of like a big thing. It's like a, a closure for a big thing of the podcast. Oh, because no. <laughs> one of the first episodes of the show you were on and you were talking about, I think you were either just about to film. No, you just we filmed it. Filming. I think we were actually filming yeah, it. Yeah, this is in the late 50s. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you promised both of us a role in season two. So yep. now that and season one's <laughs> been on. It's still happening. It happen. yeah. Yeah. I do like the idea that you do a Season two now with a gap of like six years in yeah, between. Yeah. It's like 
Anyway, here's what happened the day after the season yeah. finale. And it's like everyone's visibly quite Something older. Something happened that made everyone age radically. <laughs> yeah. You know when you have those reunions and, and they bring people back and you go, oh, they all, they all look different. You can have a reunion after the very last episode and everyone's yeah. going to look weird and much yeah. older. So. Yeah, mm. true. But, you uh, you got to write that into the story. Yeah, you know, Maybe maybe there's some sort of radiation beneath the, radiation. the stage <laughs> that made everyone age quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You both, you, your both go-to idea is radiation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your go-to advanced ageing idea, Carl? Other than, other than time. Time yeah. itself. It's the only ageing thing I know. But I love the way that this is built in because it's about stand-up comics. It's literally just this one comedy club where they find radiation under the stage. Yeah. That's a great storyline. Chandler yeah. can be the guy. Chandler's, Chandler's Chino- running... The Chernobyl Chuckle Club. Yeah. Chandler's That's sub- part of the cold open. It's like some sort of Russian spy. Oh, where do about, I put this? And what then... if we just brought it give it a bit of uh, current sizzle and give it a bit of uh, Ebola? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Everyone's yeah. comics yeah. have got a... We did a tour of uh, <laughs> somewhere in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> you say keep it current, it's like, you'll film this and it's not going to yeah. be on the air for another five yeah, years. Yeah. So yeah, Ebola will be so old. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, did he say he was wearing an Ebola hat? Yeah. <laughs> Ebola? Oh, that's sort of like bringing up flares. How yeah. <laughs> and Ebola is sort of advanced ageing in the way that you die in a couple of days. So. <laughs> that's very... You can't even... You can't even... They say it's the only disease that'll kill you before you can film an episode of... <laughs> <laughs> the only one we've tested yeah. it out on yeah. other diseases, but we still cranked out a couple of episodes yeah. on those ones. Now uh, we are doing this at my house, and uh, yes. we're very lucky to have you here, Greg you Fleet. You sure are but, for a number for, of for a number of reasons. <laughs> yeah. Now, so this is what happens anytime uh, Carl is uh, liaising with a guest uh, to get them. To my house. You've asked me for my address maybe 50 times now. Well, I'll say every week. In fact, this morning you asked me, you'd asked me for my address last night on Facebook. I'd given it to you and then I'd said something else and then you just asked me for it again. Like you could still see on the screen where the address was. Like it was literally right there. But so we we, we came straight from doing another one of these and, uh, and we found... Uh, a young Greg Fleet sort of just stumbling around the street. Stumbling and not only that, I was on my way to a cafe to ask them, A, if they knew you, <laughs> B, if they knew where you lived. See, because I've left my phone in a cab, I don't have a phone, so I was going to go, have you got uh, like some kind of, you know, internet or whatever that I can use? I was going to have to try some and contact, kind of internet. contact uh, Carl by messenger. It was like a nightmare. But I... He'd said to me the other day, oh, yeah, look, we'll do it at Tommy's. Um, I always forget the address. And then I, I contacted him this morning and said, what's the address? And he told me. And uh, I went to that address, which um, I went to that address and went to open the door and it was locked. And I went, that's weird. It's like the screen door was locked. Like right. someone's at work, someone's not coming home. And I stood around and then I started spoken, getting... Spoken like a true burglar that you've <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I let myself in. But, um, <laughs> I was going, oh, this is bad. And then I kept just kept hearing, oh, I always forget the address in the back of my mind going, no, no. So I went and knocked on the doors on either side to see if they knew you. <laughs> they weren't home either. Then I went back to the, the address I'd been given and went through their recycling bin <laughs> looking for mail. Looking for something that would have your name on it. Oh, I thought you were looking for, like, thinking Tommy's one of those guys that writes his name on his milk. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I found... Me and Kieran Perkins live together and he <laughs> taught me that. In the bin, I've, I now know stacks about the uh, the woman who lives at the, the number that you gave me. I won't yeah. say what it is. But I know uh, that she graduated from an Italian course in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> I know that her first... 
first name is Carol, and I know that she's recently thrown out a lot of her old academic stuff. And yeah, I was going to say, oh. why is that in the bin? I don't know. It's her like a little, it was a little plaque. And right. Maybe something bad happened to Carol. Yeah. But uh, I, I was What did she graduate from? Uh, some Italian language course. A language course. And you're looking for the House of Dasilo, and so you're seeing that and you're yeah. thinking, oh, I'm yeah. on the right track. I was actually going, <laughs> I was actually going, what's your partner's name? And I, was going, I don't think it's Carol, <laughs> which is which is Anna. But then, yeah, how desperate to just go, oh, there's a cafe. I'll go in there and just on the off chance. I was so That's broken. That's not as desperate as going through someone's bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I'd done that. I was so broken. Did you go through also, the cafe's rubbish as well? I was going case. to. But I, I literally. He, didn't even go in, he only knows it's a cafe because there's a bunch of sandwiches in in a bin and just went, well, that's a cafe, I'm assuming. It had taken me so long to get here from, from St Kilda and I was so – and I'd gone to, you know, Rose Street, Rose Street, all these, you know, similar name streets. Should I just give out my address on the podcast? No, I, was, I said the number <laughs> and no one can remember the number. But um, by the time I was going to the cafe to ask them, I didn't even know what I was going to ask them. I was just walking – I was slumped. I was defeated. And then – I just hear filth being yelled out from behind me and it sort of filled my heart with joy and I turn around and someone's giving me the finger out of a car and I know it's got to be them. <laughs> to be fair, the filth I was yelling at you was your own routine. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I wish, I, I kind of wish the story had gone a little further because I'd love to know how my neighbours or the cafe respond to, <laughs> yeah. do you know Tommy Dasselow? Yeah. Do you know oh. which house is his? Do you yeah. know when he'll be yeah. home? Yeah, yeah. I've, got, I've got one back for you. Can you stop going through my bin? <laughs> that great tradition where when you're going out, you just walk up every house in your street and go, just popping out for a couple of hours, yeah. guys. Uh, I'll be home yeah. at about 2.30. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm here for a podcast. It's the Guess Who podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the idea that you're the character of this neighbourhood. Everyone knows Tommy Dasselow. Yeah. Just wandering yeah. around waving. He's a normal Oh, it's T-Dog. Everyone's Because that's excited. how I like to think of myself. And so had Fleety's story gone on a little further, I feel like my, you know my idea of myself would have been pretty shattered. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. Well, like, I, like, I like the fact that once you guys had found me in the car and I was like, oh, it's them, great. We, you know, you guys get out of the car, we're talking and I start telling you the story and you're going, oh, that's great. And we start walking into the wrong house. And I'm going, what, what are we doing? And, of course, it wasn't the number that Carl had given me. Well, so. it was good because your story leaded off with, led off with, how well do you know your neighbours? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's, what's this possibly going to be about? <laughs> Have you seen one in the street that you find kind of sexy yeah. and you want me to hook you up? Yeah. Like, what's the story here? Well, I know with, I know with I can one give in you particular, their... if you speak in Italian, you've got a good chance. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, look, I'd, lo- I'd love to give you their phone number, but I dare say I don't have the right one. So. <laughs> Probably. No, you're good with phone numbers. It's just addresses. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Because then Xavier Michaelides, when he turned up, <laughs> I ring him and go, are you, out, are you here? He goes, yeah, I'm just out the front of the house. And I went, oh, that yeah. could be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Probably and, not. I didn't start going through the rubbish, but <laughs> I was still a little nervous because the garden looked really nice. And I just couldn't think that's that, you what know, I thought as well. <laughs> was it not this place? Was it no, it was yeah, one, yeah, I think yeah, it was the one yeah, that the, the number one. down yeah, there. It was a beautiful neat. garden, looked yeah. too yeah. nice. I was like. When you rent, as if you're putting any effort into the garden. Yeah. What well, maybe care? maybe people around the neighbourhood know you better if yeah. you had a better garden. Mm. Well, maybe two houses away. That's like someone has a radio show. That's like a radio show garden. Yeah. This yeah. is a podcast yeah. garden. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. like yeah, yeah, that's commercial radio. I live three doors down from Triple M. I don't yeah. think yeah. they're putting out. Yeah. That's just reminded me. Uh, my ex girlfriend. Uh, one time she lived in a share house and then she moved out. And six months later, she was near the house where she used to live, getting pissed. And got so pissed that 
she thought that she still lived at that house. Oh, like, even right. though she'd moved out for six months and just went in. I think the door was unlocked or oh, something. Wow, went in, fucking made herself food out of the fridge. Oh. And, like, the person who was in her room was, like, away or out, but, like, she's gotten the food, gotten into bed and then looked around and, and kind of come to and gone... Because she's, you know, obviously blind drunk and yeah. gone... Oh, wait, I don't live here. And then had to, like, <laughs> yeah. but just caught herself. But and not like, only that, but I didn't pay any of the bills when I left. So I'm going <laughs> to split before someone finds me. Yeah, exactly. I love it if she was drunk enough to not think that, oh, I don't live here anymore, but someone's replaced my fucking furniture. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's kind and of also, at odds with itself, isn't it? Also, she's checked the mail and gone, oh, I'll just redirect all of this mail drunk. <laughs> the wrong person's name on it. Mm. I never finished that Italian course. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, because you know when you come home and go through your own bin, <laughs> That's the only way yeah. I ever. If I ever lock myself out, I just start going through the bin. <laughs> to make I sure I live there. Keys recently. <laughs> <laughs> Any of those recyclable keys out there? Yeah. yeah. I, very quickly, we just came from lunch. You and I just had lunch with friend of the show Demi Lardner. Mm-hmm. And um, on the way out, you guys went to get money. I went in and paid the bill. And on the, I, I looked. I'm a big fan of anyone that listens to the show. No, I'm a big fan of dessert. Mm-hmm. I, I've got a sweet tooth. Uh, I looked in the cake cabinet. I love a good cake, a good chocolate cake. Mm. Uh, went in there and there's, uh, you know, you've got about six, seven, eight cakes. Uh, they've misspelt, they've misspelt one of the cakes. Um, so they've got a cake there. It's like filled with chocolate and nougat and caramel and stuff like that. Uh, what what cake would that be? Fuck forest cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on. What was it? Chocolate nougat. Caramel? S- caramel Mars bar cake? Oh, that would be the correct spelling of the cake. Oh. Aspa. This was Mark's cake. <laughs> <laughs> it, as in the Marx brothers, or it belongs to Mark? Yeah, it belongs to Mark. <laughs> Mark's so that was just there for so you, clearly. Yeah, you asked for a slice, like, no, man, that's Mark's <laughs> cake. <Sorry. right? laughs> How do you accidentally whack a K in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's it could but it could be maybe it's I don't know, maybe that maybe it starts off with a Mars bar, like the yeah. recipe is Mars bar cake. Yeah. And there's some extra thing that they add in. Well I like the to chef's think... name is Mark and he goes, No, nah, I'm, I'm I deserve this deserves to be a new type or, of cake. Or they've whacked it in there and like you like and the Mars Corporation have, have, have been dining in there one night and gone, Pretty sure that's illegal and they've gone, <laughs> All right, was there anything about putting a whack and a K in the name of a cake? And then no lawsuit. I actually knew a guy who used to, a guy called Mark, who used to, was actually an awesome chef. He used to make this cake, and I swear to God, you'd eat it and you'd go to work and, like, you'd get that sugar rush. So you'd go to work and you'd work for a while, then you'd just get that thing where you just had to, like, fucking chill out and just rest, you know. And then you'd just get energised again and you'd want it, like, you'd play tennis or something like that. And that's, I'm pretty sure, where the term Mark's a day makes you <laughs> work, rest and play comes from. <laughs> oh. Oh. Put that in with, wow. the, with the Italian diploma. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in the bin. <laughs> a classic fleet. You know what the weird thing was? I think this is, you know, goes to show how well I've gotten to know you. As soon as you started speaking, in my head I went, this won't be genuine. Yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a con. This I is a this long guy. con. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, I haven't told this. This happened a little while ago. I was at a party uh, with a couple of friends and it got to about two o'clock and we left to go home. There were three of us and we were... No, uh, yeah, there were three of us. We were quite pissed. And uh, we, we, you know, as you do when you're drunk, we wanted to get some Hungry Jacks and we were trying to think of where the nearest one would be. And we were sort of not far from um, Southern Cross Station. Uh, and so we thought, oh, the Southern Cross Station, Hungry Jacks. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're trying to look it up online to see if it's open. It's like, oh, is that a 24-hour one? And my friend... One of the great Hungry Jacks of Melbourne because you're coming off the Sky Bus mm. 
and then you're walking out. The first thing to eat is Hungry Jack. Yeah, so I've been yeah. quite. Yeah, a bit. it is great. So we. Uh, <laughs> that's that's your favourite part of any trip. Yeah, you can go overseas. You still come back and go. Well, Hungry Jacks when yeah, I arrive, yeah, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is good. Yeah, well, yeah I'm not saying it, it is. I'm, just, I'm agreeing. <laughs> Love oh, I'm going to say, I know this is interrupting your story, but one my favourite Hungry Jacks uh, is the go. Hungry Jacks McDonald's <laughs> combo on Swanston Street because oh, yeah. you can go in and get your thick shake from McDonald's and your burgers from Hungry Jacks. Yes. Right? Ah. That's yeah. the good it's, combo. It's pretty good. Anytime, mm. yeah, when there's a cluster of them, that's yeah. what you want. Yeah, that is, yeah. Now that is useful information. Yeah. That's yeah. why we should be doing a bit of that every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, so we called up, uh, my friend called up and... Um, he go, he's like pissed and he's like slurring down the phone. He's like, are you, guys, are you guys still open? And they go, yeah, 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 we're open 24 hours. And he goes, okay, great. I was just wondering if um, I can book a table for um, uh, under the name Rasmussen for the par- a party of four. Um, will there be room for us? And they're like, yep, 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 there'll be room. And he goes, okay, so just want to book that in. Party of four under Rasmussen, they'll be, we'll be there in like maybe uh, like within five minutes. So that's all good. That's all locked. And just went on and on and on and on. I'm crying. Because the other thing is, he keeps saying party of four. There's fucking three of us. Like, <laughs> I was even thinking that. I was thinking, didn't you say there was three? Again and again and again. So then we, we walk down there and I get in one line and he gets in the other line and he gets to the counter and he goes... Just wondering if um, if you got the call about the booking that we just made a few moments ago for a table for, for, for four of us. And the guy goes, yep, just as you can see, there's plenty of tables. You can sit wherever you would like. And he just keeps going. Mr. Yeah, but did anyone... Did anyone back there take? Because he just wanted the validation of yeah. just mm. no, just seeing the person that he spoke to. He wanted to see a reserved sign on yeah. a table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, in your hometown uh, the other day. Greenfield. I was in Geelong. Um, I went to a Bucks night, a Bucks weekend. And um, do you guys? Uh, here, here's the thing. So I didn't know everyone at the Bucks weekend. Yeah. I, there was a couple of people I knew, and then there was a bunch of other people. And it's that horrible thing. And you guys, I presume, would have experience. You know, when you have got friends that know what you do, that know that yeah. you work in comedy, but then someone new comes in, and your friends are very happy to go. Oh, wait till mm. yeah, come and meet this bloke. Come and meet Xavier. Mm. He's a comedian. Mm. He's a comedian. Yeah. Wait till the and then the other guys are sort of like, oh, oh, we're going to meet a comedian. And then <laughs> it's all. It's a very weird moment. Like mm. they don't know mm. whether you're going to walk in, go juggling and doing <laughs> yeah. crazy stuff or whatever it is. So you know, have you had that sort of? Awkward? Yeah, because it's always easy when you introduce yourself. Because I just downplay and go, oh, yeah. so a comedian. Yeah, exactly. And then, but if your friends are doing it, they're like, this is going to be the best, yes. and it's not at all. Yeah. ever going to be the best. <laughs> it's never the best yeah. ever. It's going to be so the worst. Never the best. Never the best. <laughs> to be fair, there's only one thing that's the best. So there's a lot of things that aren't the best. But that's um, true. Yeah. That's so true. I come in. <laughs> there can only be one thing that's the best. Yes. Yeah. It's the best. Yes. And that's the burgers at Hungry Jack's. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Or the thick shakes at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk into this uh, Bucks tonight, and uh, there's like three or four people that I don't know, and they've got they've been given the hint that I'm. Of what I do, so this one guy, it's like it's like a white erp has uh, uh, got to you know make a stand in, in like a cowboy town or whatever. You know this new guy's come in, so this guy fancies himself as being funny. <laughs> Fuck, oh. what? <laughs> yeah. What's that analogy? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the two. This, this town ain't big enough for the two of us. Yeah. All right, Sheriff oh, yeah. Chandler, let's, yeah. let's keep going. So this guy thinks he's clearly thinks he's funny. So I've come in and he's gone ah. He, he's funny like, man. Yeah, yeah. He's come straight up to me and gone, oh, funny man, are you? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> we've all got jobs, you know, whatever. And he, so he goes, funny man, eh? Hey? And then 
gives me a full stubby and goes, well, skull that then. Because <laughs> 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 like, that's what Husey did on the gala this year. Yeah. So that's yeah. just skulled a beer. Yeah, why does that equal that? Like, you can't do like someone else's material. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, nah, I'm not going to do it. And he's like, you're just shoving it in my face, going, now nah, you've got to skull it. That's the rules. You've got to skull it. You've got to skull it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to skull it. He goes, skull it now. And I'll bloody, I won't heckle you for the rest of the night. And I heckle go, you? Yeah, like, yeah. as opposed to just give you the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like you're performing. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Love, I love the, the layperson's definition of heckle. You know yeah. when it's like an audience member will talk, who doesn't know much about comedy will talk about going to a gig and yeah. will say, I hope the comedian doesn't heckle me from yes. on stage. It's like, yeah. no, that's, that's not how it works. It's yeah. not like yeah. in the middle of the audience laughing, you're going... Yeah. Boo, you're shit at laughing. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. the only way you could feasibly well, do it, mm, but even yeah. that. Way to sit down, order another drink, you fuckhead. <laughs> oh, so wow. he, um, he goes that. He's like, yo, go on, you got to drink, you got to drink it, I won't heckle you for the rest of the night. I'm like, I'll take the heckle. Yeah. <laughs> and, he goes, and he goes, no, no, no. Yeah, I'll, I'll get him. I'll get some, him. Some comic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, and he goes to his mate, I can see him, like, he's that drunk, he doesn't know that I can hear things he says three feet in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, I'll get him. I'll get him. So, <laughs> like looking I'm going to tie, yeah. tie his shoes together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing, so he goes, uh, the rest of the night he kept coming up and going, ready to scull that beer yet? Oh. Got that beer, going to scull oh that my beer God. yet? And I'm like, I'm not going to scull the beer. But I'm also, not... you're at a, you, you mentioned that you're at a Bucks party, right, yeah. at the start of the story. Yeah. What a wowzer. Just scull the fucking beer. No. Where do you think you are? No. Yeah. I don't need to. You're letting all us comedians down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now word's getting around how we can't scull our beers. <laughs> We're all weak dogs, everyone's going to yeah, think. This rec- is, that's how you, he, he probably used to work at Hey Hey, because that's how he used to get a spot. You'd scull a beer. <laughs> yeah. Is that how it happened? Yeah. Yeah. back me yeah. up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Daryl, that was Daryl's whole thing. This is, yeah. Aussie, Aussie was in charge of sculling beers. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot of things about Hey Hey since it was Plucker and Aussie Ostrich on then. There must have been a lot of beer involved. So, yeah. I, can I just say, interrupt this very quickly. I told you this the other day, Carl. Uh, I've had new people move into this house, uh, a couple, one of whom is Dutch. And Hey Hey It's Saturday came up in passing the other day and she'd never heard of it. And so I got Lucky the, I got the joy <laughs> of getting to explain the concept of hey hey, which would sound it would sound far worse than it was. Yes, yes, exactly. Just going, yeah. There's like a cartoonist and a guy on a microphone and a, and a and a little mop with a hat and an ostrich, and they can all just a really sexist, the racist want. voice that yeah. just comes in every now and then, yeah. and just and the voice of the guy, yeah. just many things that get in the way yeah. of any interview, any sort of entertainment. And it was the biggest show on Australian TV for. For over a decade. Fleety, were you ever on Hey Hey Saturday? No, never. You didn't go close? No, no. I, I mean, by the time I was really kind of doing comedy and stuff, I didn't want to. You know, it right. got to that stage where it was like, no, it, it, I didn't see it being that helpful. Yeah, know, right. You know? And also, it was one of those things you'd go on, Hudson, so many people go on who were very good and they'd start doing their thing and then the, you know, all that stuff would start. Like, going, going, oh, he's a bit fat, isn't he? You know? <laughs> Just voices, you know. I, I remember seeing a woman. Dicky knee. I had a, a, a woman. Summers, he's a bit fat. Yeah. I knew, I was, a woman I knew was on there playing piano in a band and it's just this normal band going along, you know, just singing the thing. 
the camera goes to her legs under the piano oh, and no. she didn't have tiny legs, right? She wasn't, you know, like a supermodel. And the camera just stayed in the legs and just all these jokes about fat legs, unshaven oh. legs, oh, hair, just Jesus. horrible. And I just, just going, like the cameraman, the, the bit of upskirting work happening yeah, on exactly. national television. Exactly. Well, if she listened to the rules, she sculled that beer, she wouldn't have got hair. Exactly. <laughs> and from then on, she's a sculling machine. <laughs> so um, he does that, right? He, and he's saying to his mate, oh, I'll get him, I'll, I'll get him, I'll get him still. So, like, the rest of the night, he's still going, you ready to scull that beer? You ready to scull that beer? And I'm like, I'm not going to scull the beer. Like, I'm not 14. I'm not going to How bored is this guy as well? Like, that speaks about the lack of entertaining people at this party. Yes. Yeah. That the best thing, he's can't, he can't get wound up in any interesting conversations. Yeah. He's mm. just, the oh. only source for him is to just watch someone drink something quickly. Or oh, he hasn't even said to you, hey, do some material. No, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, yeah. Tell us a joke. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> that would make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think he got the words comedian and alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and rapid, rapid alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, he's done that for a while and then we go to a pub and then he's still going. Like, he deliberately, no, he's in his element now. Yeah, yeah. He deliberately yeah. sat next to me and all night <laughs> when he thought I wasn't That's looking, something not many people do as well. Deliberately sit next to <laughs> now you could tell because that rarely happens. Yeah, well, I keep giving them the wrong house number. <laughs> I tried to move in next door to Carl once and I was like, it's nine houses down. <laughs> so um, he sat next to me and every time he thought I wasn't looking, he'd pour more beer into my glass. So you were uh, actually uh, gradually sculling it through the night. So yeah, you could, yeah. at the end of the night, you'd go, you sculled it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. took four hours. Yeah. So he keeps filling up thinking, I don't know, he thinks... I'm getting more drunk or he thinks I'm not noticing and all it's doing is making sure I haven't bought a beer all night. Yeah, I'm saying he's kind of like, he's not so much a heckler as he is a waiter. (laughs) (laughs) Was he a waiter? (laughs) When he said, I'll get you, was it like... I'd drink drink you a drink. I'll get him some lobster thermidor. (laughs) (laughs) This fucking in his little vest and his bow tie. (laughs) I'll, I'll get him not hungry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so he keeps pouring beer and then I'd, like, I'd catch him and he'd go, Duh. Uh, hey, hey? And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. He's like, I don't know what's happening, but he's like nudging his mates going, I'm fixing this guy. So, and he's still saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him. So we go through the whole night. I literally haven't bought a beer. I just keep getting it topped up. All night. We get to like about midnight. We've moved in. That was in the beer garden. We move inside. We're at like uh, uh, inside watching sport on TV, whatever. I, I'm at the bar. We're talking at the bar for ages. I go to sit down. As I go to sit down, he races over, grabs the chair and pulls it out from underneath oh. me. I go fully collapse on oh, the ground. No. Oh, no. He, he got goes, you. And he goes, I told you I'd get you. Like, <laughs> what? How was that wow. getting? Like, the wow. getting was... Drinking, wasn't it? The, the getting was getting me to scull something and then he's just like seen an inch and, and taken a mile and then gone, that's, well, that's something. That's something. Oh. I mean, he did get you. Yeah. Yeah, he, he got you. you. Yeah. yeah. yeah but I, I, you, and you couldn't have had more warning. Yeah. This is your fault. You're an oh. idiot to sit on that chair. Well, yeah, oh. When he first said scull this beer, I should have gone, geez, I better sit down on that I chair better properly. better glue I'm a down. chair to my arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's the pulling the chair out. That is a... Old school prank. Yeah, that's yeah. only that. Yeah. Old but it's school. like it's like twelve or one o'clock at night, right? The pub's full of people who've been drinking all day. No one knows each other. It's in a beach town, and so he pulls his chair out, and it just looks like Creates a horrible a scene. act of violence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No one laughs. It's just yeah. me on the ground, and my mates around me going, "Sorry about that." Yeah, and him going, "Got him." <laughs> Speaking of people um, being confused about comedy, 
um, I was doing a gig with a friend of the show, Justin Hamilton. Mm-hmm. We we're both sitting having a drink after the gig, and this guy came up. And usually people come up off the show and they'll be like, oh, well done, that was great. Or, you know, here's a joke I've thought of or whatever. Yep. This guy walked up to both of us and all he said was, mate, I'm going to get out of here, you're going to get a chalk milk and have a great time. <laughs> and then left. <laughs> and I turned to Hammer and go, Hammer, did you mention chalk milk in your show? And he's like, no. And I go, I didn't. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> I'm going to get a chalk milk and have a good time. Wow. Right. <laughs> That's, but that's also like just a really cheerful thing to say to yeah. someone. It's a really positive, nice thing to say. Yeah. yeah. It's Not just like... filling people in on your, on your future plans. Yeah. It's yeah. nice. So if he had have insisted on me sculling a chalk milk, I would have done that. Yeah. Like yeah. That's something nice yeah. to scull. Yeah. Like I enjoy that story. Yeah. Yeah. Or... Speaking of the chair prank thing though, that old school prank, this is something I haven't talked about yet. This happened a couple of months ago. I was up in Sydney doing gigs at the comedy store and uh, uh, comedians who have not been on the show yet, but people f- from Sydney might know, Ray Badron and Chris Winehouse yep. were both on the bill. And uh, Ray Badron had, had written a kick me sign on the back of the running order for the gig and then given Chris Winehouse a hug before he was about to go on stage and went, just have a great gig out there, mate. Have a great gig out there. <laughs> and then he stuck the sign to him and then Winehouse turned around and Badron realised he'd put the tape on the wrong side of the bit of paper. So the kick me was like facing in. So it was just like, just a set. Yeah, just put the tape. He goes, oh, I fucked it. And like pulled off. We were all laughing about it. Like, oh, how did you get it so wrong? What a what an idiot. Anyway, then Wayne That's House... actually a much better prank, just to have someone with a list of names stuck to someone's back. Because you'd... I'd be more likely to go, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> if this guy's just got random names on his back. Yeah, what a freak, yeah. yeah. But so then Wayne House goes on and there was this girl that had been talking all night and um, and, and he was like, people had been telling her to shut up all night in the audience and, and she, you know, wasn't doing it and he was like the second last act on and so he just went her and she kept going back and he was like, just destroyed her and got her kicked yeah. out of the venue <laughs> and the whole audience are chanting going, get her out, get her out and security come in and march her out and go, you know, you've been told you're disrupting the show get out and like the whole audience are cheering as she's as she's being taken out and going yeah fucking and Wayne House is just dancing on stage and then we were saying later fuck imagine if he'd gone if he'd had the kick me on his back <laughs> and just that moment of like him turning around and going no one gets the better of Chris Wayne House and turning around and just a big kick me on the back of him but we became obsessed and I haven't done this yet I wanted to start we, we were talking about it would be such a great thing to start trying to put a kick me on the back of a comic before they go on stage for a gig because it is it's that but when it's do, that, when, how many people have material where they have to turn around and but that's the thing you have to know if you know that there's a comic that has a bit where they do a bit of side on work those are the people you'd be targeting I do got a lot of side on work you do got a lot of side on work I do there's a, I do some stuff where I turn around at, at mm. least once where yeah? I do that, yeah mm. I also I also love the I've also got a bit where I'm like I hope I don't have a kick me sign on me. so that would be <laughs> really good if you could get on before that gag I just like yeah the, I've got a I've got <clears> ten minutes where um, I want the audience to kick me in the ass, and I have no, I have no and way. They of never do. Them they know. never do. Yeah. I just love thinking about the reality. Like when you do that as a prank to someone, like actually thinking about what you're really expecting to happen. Like the idea that there's just this kind of silent <laughs> yeah. agreement that everyone in society has with each yeah. other. That if you see someone in the street yeah. with a sign that says "kick me," yeah, yeah. it's like, well, I got to do what they want. Yeah. Like yeah. the idea that you put that on someone's back. And it might actually happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not the police didn't put that there. <laughs> Kicking someone is. I, I was with a mate. I was with a mate in Edinburgh one year. This must be ten years ago, or uh, or last maybe, week. No, it was actually even more. It was more than ten years ago. But he uh, 
he was, you know, he was probably 30 at the time or 35 or something. He, early in the morning, like it must have been, I don't know, 10 in the morning, we hadn't been to bed, we'd been up and he was quite pissed and he was quite a, quite a, one of those drunk guys who'd get drunk and then, you know, talk to strangers or, you know, end up in fights or, you know, yep. whatever. But he just went up to a guy who was at a, a bar or a cafe or something. The guy might have been having breakfast on his way to work, I don't know. But he bent over to do something and my friend just went up and kicked him in the ass. And I, <laughs> it was really funny but it was really confrontational. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, what have you just done? You know, like. But it was just such a, you just don't do that. You just don't kick strangers. It's, it's really to me though, it's like it's a pure distillation of comedy. The yeah, idea of yeah. someone <laughs> kicking someone in the bum is yeah. just yeah. like that's just pure funny. Yeah, yeah if it's one kick, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's like it's twenty hard. kicks. <laughs> if it's, yeah, kicking someone to death is not as funny. It's a fine line between yeah. murder. But it's like a lot of those comedy. things that like go on for ages and they stop being funny and then they start being funny again. Yeah. It's like right before the person dies. It's like yeah. really funny. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. And they go it. and it's like, oh no, well now it's yeah. What you can do, what that's actually that's like start watching the comedy channel, flicking over to the crime channel and then back to the comedy channel. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the rule of three, like three kicks to the face is funny, but then yeah. when it's just the four, it's like, oh that's yeah. Like, mm. yeah, it's like if you're gonna do it once, you gotta do it those three times. Yeah. Speaking of getting drunk and, and talking to people. Um, <laughs> Are you pointing at me? I'm going, oh no, 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 no. This is uh, I was <laughs> I was quite drunk um, a few weeks ago um, in Brisbane and I was, I was after a gig, I was at a club and this person took a photo of me. He said, can I take a photo? And I was so drunk I thought, oh, maybe they saw me at the show. They want yeah. to take a photo of me. I and they and I thought, and they took, they sort of took the photo and they went back to a table and all their friends looked at the photo and started laughing together. <laughs> and I went, oh, I'm guessing they're taking a photo of me. And also I just did a shot and went like that because I couldn't handle the shot and I like, did a little jiggling noise. And so they must have thought, oh, they took a photo of me because they're making fun of me. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to talk to them all night. And I just sat down and for what? three hours I just talked at them and just did that thing where they couldn't talk to each other. I was always dominating conversation. Never <laughs> saying anything rude or mean. I just was like, this night is ruined. Because there's nothing worse when you're out with your friends when one person dominates yeah. that you don't yeah. know. You know what you did? What? You got him. I got him. <laughs> I got him good. Yeah. <laughs> I got him so good that I eventually forgot why I was there. <laughs> and then all the people I was there with left. Yeah. And then I sort of walked out and I hugged them all, I think. It's weird. <laughs> getting I forgot, I forgot what the plan was. Doing, and doing, I just ended up being what I was pretending to be. Doing I drunk stuff that. like that is, is the most... I, went, I, was meeting, um, uh, friend of, I was meeting friend of the show, uh, Fiona O'Loughlin, somewhere at the Gin Palace one She's night. She's not she our said, friend, but go on. Yeah. She said, meet me at the Gin Palace. And this was in her glorious drinking days. And I, I went... did she drink? She used to a bit, apparently. Yeah, right. But um, I went to meet her... And she she was crawling back and forth in front of this ta- you know those horseshoe sort of tables like booths. Yeah. She's there's all these people in this booth. They're all looking at her, and she's at the the other end of the booth on the f- ground crawling back and forth like doing this kind of performance in front of this <laughs> thing. So I go down and I'm going, oh, these are obviously her mates and you know whatever you know. So I'm <laughs> hanging around and and um, you know she gets up and comes with me and we leave and and I, I as we're leaving I look at the people and they all look. I suddenly realised I couldn't quite place the looks on their faces and then I, I said to her later, um, who were those people? And she said, what people? And I said, those people in that booth. And she said, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. And I realised what the look on their face was, was terror. She just, she'd just gone over and dominated these people and they had no idea who she was or what she was doing. <laughs> But I did the same thing in Adelaide like ages ago, like Adelaide Fringe years and years, like, I don't know, 20 years ago maybe. But um, 
I was, uh, I think I was coming down off like drugs at the time. Like, yeah, I'd go over there and, you know, suddenly I'd go, oh, I can't get my drugs anymore and I'd just have to go through horror. Right. And so I had all these like, you know, trying to help with sleeping pills and stuff. But I remember going, sitting at this, I don't even remember going and sitting there, I just remember waking up <laughs> at this big round table of maybe 12 people just sort of jolting awake and sitting up <laughs> and looking and they're all of them were looking at me. I don't know what I'd done or what I'd said, but they were all just looking at me like whatever it was, it was fairly intense. And I just got up and walked away because so I thought there is no way I'm not going to go into this with these people because it's not, not something I want to hear about. I've started to get really weird about like when you're at a cafe or restaurant or whatever and you're with mates and you're chatting and then the waiter comes over. Do you know what I mean? Like I always kind of feel like kind of have to put what I'm talking about on ice, especially right. if it's like... <laughs> if it's like really I had this bad. recently, I had a waiter kind of chiming in on the conversation. Right. Like, I was, we were trying to remember who some guy who'd been on this TV show was and this, the waiter's just like ch- chipping it, like, as he came in on that point, he's like, ah, oh, was it this guy? And it's like, huh. oh, fair enough, because I guess that's sort of, that's kind of helpful, I guess. But then the next time he came back, this is a few months ago, um, I don't know if you remember that painting that I showed at the live Adelaide Yes. Podcast that a friend's parents had paid this guy to do. Yep. And so I was showing my mates who I was eating with. I was like, look at this fucked painting. And then as the waiter came over, he was like, oh, can I see it? And I was like, <laughs> no, like, not what really. If he, what if he knows? Do you know what I mean? Like, what if he recognizes that he might know him somehow? Like, yeah. I don't know. But I, this happened a few weeks ago. Me and some friends were out drinking and we were sort of sitting around this bar. And then there was an old man by himself next to us. And it's kind of that weird thing when a person is, you know, obviously listening in on your conversation and obviously and you feel like you should just kind of cut the bullshit and go come on come on in just you know what yeah. I mean? just join in you're here in, in or out mm. but you're obviously listening yeah and so we were we were doing a thing that you know happens quite frequently in the pub where we were going through some hypotheticals you know there's one that i was obsessed with at the time which was would you rather permanently smell of shit or semen oh mm. oh what? uh I reckon I'd have to say semen. Mm. It's a bad smell, but shit yeah. is just yeah, shit. I'd, yeah, I'd say semen and just always tell people I eat heaps of burger rings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> I own, don't, all don't, I ever eat is the powder out of those two-minute noodles. That's, that's all I ever <laughs> what, Does burger rings smell like semen? Mine does, doesn't everyone? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> doesn't everyone semen? No, I think it or has Or do you just sm- come when you eat burger rings? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every time I eat burger rings, I just can't <laughs> really. No, but shit, shit is just he's shit. Just, he's just always orgasming in the, in the snacks aisle at Safeway, so that's why you think yeah. that's what it's smelling like. You See, could pretend with semen, you could also, you could somehow pass it off as I'm just so virile or something. That, yeah. You know, you yeah. Know. No, my yeah. thinking would be that with shit, it's like people smell that and it's like, that's bad, but it's like, Oh, that, that poor guy's had an accident or something. You know, right. he's shit himself yeah. in public. That's really bad. He must be sick or something. Whereas with semen, it's like, that guy smells like he's covered in cum. Yeah, and there's, I, no, I, I and there's no immediate explanation. Oh, but he might have just had, might have had a lot of sex because he's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't Depends think where you live. If you lived in France, I love the idea of seeing someone in the street that. and smelling richly of cum and going, wow, that is a cool guy. Because yeah, he's been polling heaps of chicks. <laughs> and he never showers. What a legend. <laughs> it smells like he's really happy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying you'd rather people feel sorry for you mm. 
You then potentially either be creeped out. I think shit in people's head, there'd be a more immediate, plausible explanation. But I think 100% of people know what that smell is. Yeah, see, people might not. of people know what the smell is. Some people might oh, not Oh, good know. point, good yeah, point. They might anyway, so this is the kind of conversation we were having alpha, at this alpha. pub in a, in a public bar, right? right? And so this guy is, you know, there's this old man and he's next to us. Who ironically smelled of both shit and cum. <laughs> <laughs> That's what got me thinking about yeah. it. Um, yeah, so it's sort of, the, you know, it's that <laughs> thing where... You had two waiters and one of them smelled of the... <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what you're debating. we like more. Yeah. And, and, um, and he's he, eavesdropping going, semen's much cooler, guys, if you, if you think about <laughs> it. But so, it's, yeah. It's, I'm only smelling like that because I've been putting it in all your food. <laughs> But this guy, so this old man... And he's he looks like, like Bishop from the end of Aliens. He's, <laughs> sorry. He's kind of like, you know, sort of... Yeah, sort of, sort of trying to, you know, look like he's not listening in. But, like, he's obviously... Because yeah. he's, he's literally right next to us. Like, we're sat curved around a bar. Anyway, then my friend Drew moves on to uh, one of his favourite hypotheticals, which is um, if you were in... You're in a you're in a pool up to your neck of your own shit, and above that there's a there's a diving board, and someone's on the diving board and they're taking a piss onto your face. Jesus Do you Christ. duck into the pool to avoid getting the piss on your face? No, no, no. no. Okay, why would you what duck about, your head into that much? What shit? about what's your favourite colour? <laughs> hey, you know when you just take it easy, champ. Yeah, it's a family show. <laughs> you know when you're just down at the pub with your mates and you just. Talking about what your favourite colour is, <laughs> but so anyway, right? So I'd have no issue with someone pissing on me if I'm in a whole pool full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, that's. But I'd anyway, be so grateful for that yeah, person. Yeah. I'd be like, thank you. Shit going. Excuse. Yeah. <laughs> How very dare you, sir? <laughs> but so this, so this hypothetical comes up, and this is the breaking point for the old man. He just starts. He just fucking <laughs> loses it. And at this point, I go, "Well, we, we've got to bring him in now. This is it." And I turn and go. What do you reckon, champ? What would you do? Would you cop the piss or would you go under in the pool of shit? And he goes, and he goes, ah, oh, mate, I'm still bloody stuck on your semen one from ten minutes ago. <laughs> and we go, oh, great. Well, here he is. He's in the He's part of our game now. And he goes, nah, it's funny because I was thinking like that. That that hypothetical. That's reminded me. That's reminded me of a little story from when I was younger. Oh, here we go. <laughs> any any story about smelling of shit and cum that reminds you of a story? <laughs> I was like. Batten down the hatches. We're in for a stormy one here. But uh, but anyway, his story was. He's, he's, I remember when Menzies came on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when Menzies jizzed on a shit. <laughs> he, Menzies loved it of shit lube. <laughs> he uh, he was telling us he's like. When I was about 16 or whatever, I was, um, I was seeing this girl, right? I had this girlfriend and, you know... I was watching Orson Welles' Citizen Come and... <laughs> I was round at her house. Shit lube. I was round at her parents' house and, uh, we, you know, we were in her bedroom hanging out and, uh, and, and she was on the phone and she was just ignoring me and I'm trying to get her attention and she's just, she's just ignoring oh, she's me She's asking phone. for it. And I think to myself... I'll show her. Uh, I'll, get, her. I'll get her. I'm Time to get shit her. on her floor. So he goes, so I've dropped me Dax down oh. and I've thrown her a full brown eye. But the angle that I was pointing at as I've chucked the brown eye, the door's opened and her dad's come in oh. and I'm just there bloody mooning her dad. And I've got to kick me side on me back. <laughs> <laughs> but we, so what a great relief for how that story turned out. And, you know what? and then a marks bar came out my ass. <laughs> But I just love... So that's where 
that came from? <laughs> this guy would have been like in his in his sixties, like he was an old old man. And just I love that this this relic from his youth, you know, that he's this this one moment where he mooned a former lover's dad. He's just <laughs> he's stuck in his head yeah. decades and decades later. Oh, it was uh yeah, it was kind of a was, yeah, new friend. New friends. You make them all the time. Here's new friends. New friends. <laughs> new Cheers. Friends. Yeah. And also not that relatable to what you were talking about. I know. Anyway. I know. No. It was. It was. There was. Did he just come? He just had sex with it. No, no. he hadn't. No. They were just hanging out. They were no brown eyes yeah. close to. I mean, when you pull your butt. It, I know. You it's, know it depends it's, how clean your bum is. Hey, that pool of shit story reminds me of the time I got my bum out once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know did, did, the thing that the shit wait, comes wait, wait. out of. Maybe he didn't get to finish the story. Maybe the dad came on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Are you brown eye meat? Ooh, Ugh. burgering, oh, yummy. Where can, so this was a theatre restaurant, I'm presuming. That was <laughs> <laughs> Have some yeah. jizz in your face. Yeah, this guy was dressed up like Dracula at the time that he was telling us this. Uh, should... It was Gatesy. <laughs> yeah, Gatesy used to work there, didn't he? Yeah. Gatesy was Dracula for a while. Should we take a break and should we go into a segment that it's been a long time since we've heard from? Mm. And, and the main reason we got Xavier Michaelides back on the show, just because the, the, the mailbag's been full of people yeah. wanting this uh, much-loved segment. To reappear on the show, well, I think Fleet might not know what Xavier's corner is. Do you want to g- give it a bit of a summation to Fleety? Basically, it's my little part of this show. So yeah. within the Dum Dum Club, there's Xavier's corner, oh. um, and it's quite funny because this episode it already feels like we've talked a lot about those things. It's very it's food orientated. Good, great. You guys know because you're in it, obviously. Yeah. I'm getting a vibe. It's getting I'm getting a Sesame Street vibe. Like it's like Mister, you know, it's like someone's little segment in Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a little yeah. segment. So it's a little, it's a little... the itchy and scratchy to our The Simpsons. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay, a little bit. A little it's, it's a podcast within a podcast. Uh-huh. Huh? Yeah. It's the itchy and scratchy to our pooch. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we need to know anything to set this up? It sets itself let's, up. Okay, Just have a listen to Xavier's Corner. Politics. Fashion. Popular culture. Topics. You're standing in Xavier's Corner. Yes, and welcome back to another episode of Xavier's Corner. This week, uh, we're talking about food, uh, specifically McDonald's. To help with this discussion, I have uh, two guests uh, from the Little Dum Dum Club, Tommy Dasilo. Thanks for having me. And also from the Little Dum Dum Club, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. <laughs> That's great stuff. Xavier's Corner. Now, uh, Tommy, I'll start with you. What was the your first memory of... McDonald's? Um, I think for me, my first memory was when I was uh, about probably six years old. Which was yesterday, because you're little. Oh, Carl, stop it. Xavier's Corner. Okay, Tommy, and what would be uh, your favourite McDonald's restaurant? Um, I'd probably say the one in the city that's near Victoria Market. Nope, nope, gonna have to disagree with you there. Ooh, bit of backlash from Carl. Things are heating up here on Xavier's Corner. Ah, this is Billy D. Williams, and you're listening to Xavier's Corner. Nah, Tommy, you're completely wrong. The, the best one is the one on the corner of, uh, near the corner of Burke and Elizabeth. Best McDonald's, cleanest one, best fries, hands down, it's the best. Ooh, Xavier's Corner. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Xavier's Corner. Um, I'd like to thank my guests. Uh, thank you, Tommy Dasilo. It's my pleasure. And also, Carl Chandler. Bums! 
See you next week on Xavier's Corner. Xavier's Corner is produced and spoken by Xavier Michaelides. Music by Kevin McLeod. Recorded on location at Youth Hit Studio. Showcasing music, dance, poetry and yo-yo stunts since 1992. Supported in part by the Men's Rights Association. Additional funding from Chewett Hill Pizza, Pasta and Chinese. When you think of pizza, pasta and Chinese, think of Chewett Hill. Xavier's Corner. Xavier's Corner. Sorry, I just... Totally, I just switched off for a second. I missed Xavier's Corner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, it felt like one of those Channel 7 news reports where, you know, they've got the watermark over it the whole time yeah. in case another podcast uses, uses Xavier's Corner. <laughs> just in case people forget what they're listening to, yeah. it'll just of... keep letting you know. I think you guys should do this in, in this show. Just on, have, on the Little Dum Dum Club, yeah, we should do that. Yeah, just have Little Dum Dum Club yeah. every five couple seconds. of every five maybe seconds. Maybe we will start doing that on the Little Dum Dum Club. Dum-dum we do it on yeah. we do it on uh, on Rusty Fragment thing. You just every now and then, randomly, this voice will come out. I don't even know where it comes from. Just going <laughs> Rusty Fragment. You know, what you should start saying <laughs> Xavier's Corner. Yeah, <laughs> Xavier's Corner. I also like how much sponsorship Xavier's Corner gets. <laughs> More sponsorship. Our podcast doesn't have sponsorship, yeah. but the podcast within our podcast has sponsorship. Yeah. And the sponsorship is longer than the. Actual segment. <laughs> <laughs> and I reckon it could have done with a Xavier's Corner in the middle. Of it, <laughs> I think during the credits for it, you forget what the show was, yeah. so we need to put it right back there. Another little sting of Chew Xavier's Corner. Chewett Hill pizza pasta in Chinese. Is that a real thing or not? Yeah, well, Chewett you got to yeah. Chewett Hill's a, a place. Where is it? Is it? Yeah, in, in Perth. Is it really? Oh. Chewett Hill. Chewett Hill. And I got sponsorship from Chewett Hill's Pizza Pasta right. and Chinese. We should go there. We should visit Chewett Hill when yeah. we're in Perth next week. Yeah. I think yeah. you guys should. I've got, a, actually I've got a, a friend there who will take you out. She, she actually took out McGregor when he went there. Last time he was in Perth, he rang her and just said, I you know, don't want to do it. And she said, I'll show you around. She took him to a taxidermy museum <laughs> and, <laughs> and some other place. She'd take you there for sure. It's, it's my ex, um, you, you know, Tegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she took me the best. Out. She took him out too. Yeah, she's really awesome. She'll take you out and show you weird stuff. And How does an OCD guy go in a taxidermy museum? I know. I know. That's <laughs> what I was like. But he apparently dug it. Yeah. Cool. But why is that the place in Melbourne? Like, I mean, in Perth. Like, oh, that's just, she, she just went, I'll take you to the weirdest, you know, just right. weird. Um, what's that? That um, There's some bell, the bell tower? Or yeah, the bell tower. She took yeah. him there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. If our gigs go badly, we can climb that and just start fucking <laughs> picking people and off. Then, <laughs> yeah, and then when we get picked off, they can stuff us and bring us to the other place. Oh, beautiful. There we go. Uh, well, guys, I think that is just about all the time we have for the little dum-dum club this week. Oh, it went really fast. It and, you go. know, that to me is a sign of a good podcast. Exactly. Fast podcast is a good podcast. Yeah. Uh, this, Dave, Fleety, thanks very much for joining us. This took fucking forever. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for that fucking corner segment that went for like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you guys got things coming up that you'd like to plug, either of you? Not as such, well, I think, no. I think we, sh- we should have this as our own segment called We've All Got Stuff Going On. Yeah, okay, that's, that's cool. Yeah. Do some theme music up. Yeah. That'd be good. I would like to promote uh, David Praise. Go on the stupid old channel. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah online YouTube, YouTube thing. There's yeah, a, There's a David Praise. A, yeah, so there's six episodes up, so go look up David Praise, the stupid old channel. It is very, is it very funny. Uh, and, Fleeta, you've got your own podcast and... and yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, with uh, Sammy Sammy Peterson. We should actually one day, I, was, I vaguely mentioned this to Carl, we should have you two on our one or, or we'll come on yours and have you a podcast. We'll go on your one. Yeah, Rusty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so Rusty Fragment is the name of the podcast and the sketches on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah lots of friends of the show and stuff have been on those sketches. Yeah. yeah. And he, and it'll, like, it'll be like the Jetsons on the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Or like, or like um, Lurch appearing out of the window in Batman. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or the Harlem Globetrotters landing on Gilligan's island yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly that's actually more like that's, that's exactly what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the name of your festival shows i know we're a little way off that but this is what i'm intrigued by at this time of year what's the name of your new shows that are going to be for the next comedy festival i think mine is called something like i think it's called ad liberation ad liberation the greatest stories never told right and, and Xavier? Mine's called uh, Chewett Hill Pizza Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine's no, I, called... <laughs> I think it should be called Chewett Hill Pizza Xavier's Corner Pizza Pasta. <laughs> Xavier's Corner. No, it's actually called Bad Accents and Inconsistent Mimes. Great. Excellent. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's like a best of, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Best of stuff. We haven't said our ones, have we? We haven't. <laughs> Say yours, Carl. What's yours, Carl? Uh, mine may still change, but at the moment my show is called... Carl Chandler, world's greatest and best comedian. <laughs> nice. And what about yours, um, TD? Cutie pie. Oh, oh, sweet. And I just showed Carl my uh, photos yeah. that I got done on the weekend for the poster. Is it like you like Shirley Temple kind of photos? It's me naked in an inflatable pool. Oh, you got, you've got cool. this done? Yeah. Oh, great. Can't wait to, can't wait to see them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, can you guys smell that cum and shit? Sorry, what? <laughs> oh, oh, cut that out. I just thought, oh, cut inflatable pool. Oh, <laughs> racing. But it was like, as I said just before, when we were having lunch with friend of show Demi Lada, he started showing his publicity shots to Demi, who he looks very, very young. Yeah. It's just a picture of, you know, just a scene of this guy going, Look at me in my pool. With no clothes on. Little you want to see this again? Well, I had, I don't know if I told you this. I, this is, uh, okay, maybe this won't be in, but I was looking on the train at a, <laughs> a pornographic image that you, <laughs> that you had photoshopped some friends of ours' heads onto it, that we sent them as a prank. And then a Doesn't bunch of... sound like me. I think it was some. I think it was some. A this. bunch of school kids saw, were there next to me and saw the phone and went, oh, is that the iPhone 6? And they all, like, gathered around me. They're, like, crowding around me going, oh, wanting to look at the screen. And I'm, like, going, fuck! Guys, I've like, got a lot more interesting things to show than the iPhone 6. <laughs> like, my brain is just, you know, like, when you need that information, it's like... How do you get out of photos on the phone? Like, I can't remember, yeah. I can't do it quick enough. Yeah. Well, tell, say this is what you told me off air. Um, you getting the new iPhone and then being in a servo with it. Oh, yeah. So I not long after I got it, I was paying for petrol and I got a text while I was paying and I checked it. And this is like this is like a week after it came out and like the day that all those stories had been on the net about people's iPhones bending and breaking. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so the guy behind the counter goes, oh, is that the 6? And I go... Yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, have you had problems with it bending? And I go, no, not at all. And he goes, can I have a look? And I go, oh, And he just okay. bent it. I hand it over and he starts <laughs> oh, doing no. his own <laughs> Just like trying to go. I'm like, whoa, get ready to, get ready to. Uh, get ready to fork over a grand, Give me that buddy. free yeah. fucking mm. petrol while yeah. you've got my car. Yeah, yeah, let me have that tanker out there. <laughs> <laughs> look yeah. with your eyes next Now, time. is it, did you have a five? Because I've got a five I S. had a four and I jumped up from the four to the six. I'm, I'm just wondering how different the five S to the six is. I mean, well, that's, I'm tipping all models bend if you put enough force on Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
anyway, guys, uh, live episode in Sydney on. <laughs> I just realised I was asking you that for real on the podcast. Yeah. 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 So let's talk phones. Yeah. Yeah. This needs to happen now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is more Xavier's corner than yeah. the Hey, hey, hey. Stuart Hill. Come on. Shewitt Hill. I've got a pretty high standard. Xavier's uh, Corner. Shewitt November Hill. 30th uh, in Sydney. Tickets on sale now. LittleDumDumClub.com for our Sydney live episode spectacular that's going to be heaps of fun. Yep. And also very close to locking in a Melbourne one, yeah, which we hopefully. might have done by the time this goes up. And yeah, we'll keep checking LittleDumDumClub.com oh. live events and check our Facebook and Twitter to find out uh, all the... Fleet has a phone question. I want to plug one more thing about the phone. No. Um, one thing I am going to mention <laughs> is that um, Sammy Peterson and I are starting a room in uh, in the city on Sunday, late Sunday afternoons. Ooh. Um, and I can't remember the name of the place. And that's something, in all cities around the world simultaneously? Something thousand pound something. What's it oh, called? yeah, thousand pound Ben. Yeah, we're going to do yeah, it cool. there. Cool. Um, in, starting in late early December, late November. So there, cool. there's something for the people to look out for. So follow... The Greg Fleet mm. on Twitter. Follow me around. You'll find it. Follow me around on Sunday afternoons in late November. And yes. you'll, you'll, I'll take you there. Yeah. Go look through the bins out the front of Thousand yeah. Pound Ben and yeah. you'll be able to work out when the gig is. Yeah. I'll, I'll let everyone know, everyone know where the address is. Uh, yeah. And then just yeah. go next door. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mate. See you, mates. <laughs> <laughs>